Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Friday, December 20th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Those of you expecting to hear the dulcet tones of Dave Biddle, Dave is one of those smart guys at the office who does the wraparound vacations. Pick a day here, pick a day there. Never know you got six days. Subbing in today, good news is yesterday Steve Wolfong was in the air after his starring performance on CBS HQ, so he couldn't do the National Signing Day wrap-up in his usual Thursday spot. He's back in Indianapolis today, settled in. How does it feel to be back in the Midwest? Good morning, Daniel. Feels great. Feels great to get a little bit over eight hours sleep last night, to go to bed at around 11 and wake up at 7.30. I feel like a new man. You guys did a tremendous job on the CBS Sports HQ combo deal with 24-7 Sports. Anyone who didn't see it, Brady Quinn and Barton Simmons going GQ in the office and then the GQ side angle for Steve there. Let's get to the story that did not develop until yesterday. Clark Phillips, not in Ohio State's class. He has opted for Utah, the classic Ohio State-Utah recruiting battle. Can you explain to people the real reasons you think Clark Phillips is going to Utah? Well, I think, for one, it's a little closer to home. Um, I think, uh, I think for two, um, you know, the – there there was some buzz that even before Coach Halfley um, had uh, taken the job at Boston College, that, that Clark was looking around and talking with others. And he took that official visit to Utah the last weekend, and the Utes have some momentum on the trail. They've had a lot of success uh, producing uh, NFL defensive back prospects as well. Uh, he knows who's going to be coaching him in the secondary and has a, a great familiarity uh, with, with that staff at Utah. And, I just think all things collective, uh, he, he chose the youth. The other thing that kind of stood out to me, um, the dad, the, uh, his father mentioned to me a couple days before uh, when he told me it was 60-40 Utah uh, off the record at that time, is uh, he said they don't say this lightly at Utah, uh, but you can come in and be the face of the program. And uh, so that was something they bought in. I don't know many corners that are the face of any program um, anywhere, but – I think that was something that they they uh, uh, really relished as well. Um, the uh, uh, idea of being the number three or number four corner in the country and going to Utah, I think that they think there's tremendous upside there because the guys that Utah has developed previously at the position were not as touted. So uh, I think that all those things uh, combined, along with Coach Halfley leaving, um, led Clark Phillips to choose in Utah at the end of the day. Good luck to Clark Phillips. He's an excellent football player, and I guess this is one of the pitfalls when you recruit as heavily as Ohio State does nationally. West Coast kids, if there's some changes at the end, it's easier to sit down and go regional. 
The other news of the day, Ohio State did add C.J. Stroud, ending a long, interesting recruitment. Give us your thoughts on the addition of Stroud to the class. Well, it's a tremendous pickup for Ohio State because I still thought it was a huge – it was the one of the few question marks for this football team, and they go out and land a guy who I think is arguably the third-best quarterback prospect in this class right now, and then we'll see what happens when you get into a college system and how you develop. Uh, he had a fantastic senior year. He took a huge step forward from his junior year, which was still pretty strong. But as a senior, he completed 66% of his passes – for 3,878 yards and 47 touchdowns. Had a chance to watch him play a couple times. The way he anticipates the arm talent, the tight window throws, throwing guys open, um, all of that, um, the confidence uh, that C.J. Stroud brings. He's a guy that I think uh, is the heir apparent to Justin Fields. And now all of a sudden, Ohio State doesn't have to go into the transfer portal for their next quarterback. Their next quarterback is a guy, it's going to be Jack Miller or C.J. Stroud. They're going to have a, a year to to uh, uh, learn the system and, and get their feet wet and, and be on the depth chart probably two and three next year and uh, um, compete again in, in, in the spring the following year uh, for for QB1 gig and, and uh um, a little uh, ingrown, in-house uh, quarterback development at the position for the Buckeyes. It does seem that the gap between Ohio State and the other Big Ten teams has widened. People who are picking against Ohio State or did this year, for example, one major outlet predicted Ohio State to finish third. Third in the Big Ten I'd, East. If the other teams are going to close the gap, it had to have been closed on Wednesday, and it wasn't. I only see Penn State as a team even in the mix going after guys like theirs. I think there's seven Buckeyes that are rated higher than anybody in Michigan State's class like you referenced. I just think in those big games, the Ohio State-Penn State game this year or the playoff games, uh, it's it, the, play, the, the difference makers decide it typically. And, and so when you have those elite players on your roster and you're in a tight game, or you're in a in a, uh, a a battle in the second half. It's maybe one of those guys that elevates you to the win, like Justin Fields and Chase Young and J.K. Dobbins did against Penn State in what was a hard-fought game uh, in that particular matchup. And, and and so Penn State, you look at their Ohio State is clearly the class of the Big Ten. I'll never pick against them. Um, Michigan, Penn State, at least in this cycle again, they go out and they get a couple guys that are ranked highly that could be difference makers in a game like that. You know what I'm saying? Like Curtis Jacobs is a five-star caliber linebacker, another one. Theo Johnson is in the discussion as the number one tight end in the country. He's going to be a matchup problem uh, uh, against anybody he plays against, or at least that's what we're anticipating, right? So uh, Michigan, you look at their class, and it's a good class, but they don't have the guys at the top of the – at the top of their class that are similar to the guys at the top of Ohio State's class. And even, and even though their class is ranked higher than Penn State's, I think Penn State went out and got a couple guys that are just going to be alphas on the field. Urban Meyer was a rock star head coach. You told me many times about just the effect of having Urban Meyer walk into your living room from San Francisco to Miami and every spot in between, there was an impact there. There had to be some concern, I guess, that Ryan Day wouldn't be able to duplicate 
what Urban Meyer did. What's your impression so far of Day as a recruiter and their ability to keep things going? It really doesn't seem like they've missed a beat. Well, I obviously it was obviously I was impressed coming out the gate with Ryan Day because Ohio State uh, came out smoking in this class and and always was ranked among the nation's best. But as you and I were talking early in the process, I couldn't I couldn't anoint him as like this. I couldn't anoint that it was a seamless transition until the body of work got bigger, right? And the one the one recruitment that uh, impressed me the most for Ohio State was Julian Fleming. Um, it, 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 I'm going to try and pull up some past conversations with Fleming now that it's over and he signed. Yeah, he was a guy that was a Clemson lean. And early in the process, he was everyone thought he would go to Penn State. Uh, on March 22nd, I asked Julian, uh, any truth to this buzz Ohio State may lead right now as you take these visits? And he wrote, lead, I'd say Clemson, OSU close second. And then I said, I probably need to change that crystal ball too because it was on Penn State. And he goes, could shock the world and put the Clemson Tiger emoji in there, right? So Wow. Okay, so then he went to Ohio State that weekend. So Clemson led going into that Ohio State visit on March 22nd. He had a great visit, and, and the biggest thing – and I talked about this on CBS HQ, the big thing for that Ohio State visit on March 24th were his comments were spending time with with McLaurin, Paris Campbell, and Johnny Dixon. And those guys, not just talking about their careers at Ohio State, but being around the people at Ohio State and how that impacted them as players and their just development mentally. He And then that trip was also big for his mom because he had said, I'd seen most things already. It was a trip for my mom everything and she had a good time for sure and uh, uh, he went on to reiterate what Ohio State did for those receivers I, I just mentioned and, and uh, that's always been the big thing for Ohio State getting getting recruits around their players and their players are bought in to the culture and, and, and recruits when they come on campus they can genuinely they can genuinely feel uh, that they're loving their position on May 3rd, I asked uh, things that change. Is Ohio State now leading Clemson? And he wrote, yeah, OH in front. So, um, And he still had the official to Georgia planned, uh, but um, didn't end up taking it. Or did he? I, I kind of forget. It didn't matter. He didn't go to Georgia. Obviously, ultimately picked Ohio State, but that was one where Clemson was really on fire at the time, if you remember. They were getting everybody. And uh, Ohio State flipped it with Julian Fleming. And they want some other big ones in, in this class, too. But that was the one where I was like, all right, this this Ohio State staff is uh, going it's, – it's going to be status quo from the previous regime. And a lot of the guys were the same on staff. But uh, the head guy, Coach Ryan Day, really going out of his way to get to know the, the top targets as people was helpful. That was a very cool walk back in time with Steve there. We appreciate that. We're going to take a quick commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Steve, we're going to go off topic a little bit here. We were discussing this before the show, and I thought people might find this a little bit interesting. 
Every signing day, there are teams that win and teams that lose, and everyone does the winners and losers. As of right now, which fan base has lost their mind the most over what went down on signing day? Well, we got passionate fan bases in the 24-7 Sports Network across the border. They wouldn't be reading our site. We're for the diehards, as you know, and you guys are the elite Ohio State fans. Uh, but still, just a small a dose of it because you guys go to Ohio State games on Saturday and there's over 100,000 people uh, there. I wish there were 100,000 subscribers on Bucknuts, but there just aren't. You know, there's guys that are Ohio State fans on Saturdays and they enjoy going to the games, but they can't name you all five starters on the offensive line, but they still wear a lot of gear. You guys are the creme de la creme of the Ohio State fans that know the three deep on the offensive line. Uh, and, and, and so with that, you get passionate about recruiting. And so if you come to the board and say, uh, Utah leads for Clark Phillips, there's a little bit of a denial for some and, and, and think that you'll go to the bank and say, well, uh, Wilt Fong was wrong or Kierlich was wrong on this once, you know, and we're just trying to report to you what we're hearing. Uh, without, and we're trying to be right. We, we're, our partialness is to ourselves and just trying to report what's correct, not trying to move the needle with the, maybe a little bit of a fabrication. Um, the Florida Gators fans right now are not in good spirits, if you're asking. Uh, and the night before, made some predictions, and, and I unfortunately didn't have the Gators getting anybody, and, and their board was pretty upset about that. But I got bailed out because their insider over there had them getting no one after that. And, and uh, um, they just didn't think it was true. Um, but unfortunately, the intel said they wouldn't, uh, and and they didn't, and, and uh, it's tough times, right? They have the number eight class in the country, but they didn't close like some of their peers who they're trying to move ahead of. Uh, those guys are a little upset down there on, on uh, Swamp 247. Always like to let people know how good we have it at Bucknut. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a great weekend, Bucknutters. Happy holidays, y'all. See you on the front row. It was a good year. I enjoyed covering this 2020 class alongside the great Dean, Bill Kierlich, Bill Bank Green, and to appreciate y'all reading and being good to me. And, and we'll see you after the holidays. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Festivus, whatever y'all get into, and, and take care. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.